This is the change element. Where we are igniting you to transform humanity. Transform humanity. Hola, and welcome to the Change Element Podcast, where we are igniting you to transform humanity. This is the intersection of entrepreneurs, leaders, and visionaries, where we come together to talk about big ideas and small steps. It's where insight and action meet. This is Element 12, titled Listen, Learn, Lead. You know, being a great leader is not an easy thing to do. That's why there are so few great leaders out there. But in today's element, we are going to discover how we can become the type of leader that is worth following and how we can develop teams that thrive. Now, buckle up and prepare yourself for change with Element 12. Hey, welcome everyone to the Change Element Podcast. This is Tim Bartlett and I am here with Stephen Ma and Corey Damon and uh, we're excited to spend some time with you today talking about some really cool topics around leadership. But before we do that, um, you know, we're, we're three members of a team, but we also work on a lot of things uh, individually, um, you know, in our own brands. And so, uh, Stephen, I wanted to ask, man, what's what's some something new or a project that, that you're working on that you're really excited about? Hey, Tim. Yeah, one of the things I'm working on right now and I'm really excited about is actually kind of creating a a vision for my brand. And, and I know it sounds like really basic and elementary, but see, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of us don't do that at the very beginning. We kind of generally throw out like, hey, I'm gonna you know, do this and that, and I'm gonna do this, these posts, and, and we kind of post on social media and blogs randomly, but uh, I've actually kind of sat down and thought about like what, one of my brands and wrote down like, okay, what's the vision, what's the mission, and what are some of like, you know, the main things I can go after, and it kind of helps me uh, outline like exactly what I'm gonna blog about, what I'm gonna do s- social media on, instead of like you know randomly posting stuff like, hey, here's my fish, here's my cat, you know, look at me. Mm. So, so yeah, it's been really fun, and I'm actually really excited to share it with you guys in a few days in our uh, next meeting or whatnot. But, but yeah, it's 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 kind of like going back to the basics, but I enjoy it. Nice, I love it, man. That is exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Corey, Corey, how about you, buddy? What, what do you got going on? What, what are you excited about that you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, actually, it's it's somewhat similar to Stephen. Um, just today, I sat down and you know, for for my video blog that I do weekly at CoreyDamon.me, uh, I, I sat down and I planned out the first quarter of 2016, and and really, it's the first time that I'm going to be sort of hyper intentional about the videos that I do and the orders and the timing that I put them out. So that's been really good for me to sort of get that clarity. And there's, there's one in particular that is going to be released around Christmas, which is probably around when this podcast will be released, um, called the law of attraction, which I'm really excited about. And it's this idea that, you know, positivity is always going to attract negativity. And so what, what can we do with that? So uh, I'm excited to create that video and that content and uh, and see what happens with it. 
How about you, man? Wow, man, that's that's awesome. That's some deep stuff. Hey, yeah, before I, I share uh, what I'm working on, just, just highlighting again what Stephen talked about. Stephen's got some really great stuff, and he does some blog posts that are amazing. Uh, and so you can find him at stephen.ma. That's stephen.ma. And Corey Damon, uh, you can find at coreydamon.me. And for me, guys, uh, you know, like you, I'm, I'm working on uh, uh, some different things, uh, a video blog that I'm doing every week as well. Uh, but one of the things I'm, I'm most excited about is I'm really I'm starting to build up a a fairly comprehensive workshop that that is going to really help. Um, organizations uh, build just a great team culture, and so I've kind of put together this this whole. Um, this concept of these 12 steps. And, and so I'm, I'm sort of unwrapping those and creating workshops that I'm going to be able to provide in person and uh, soon hopefully provide uh, online as well. But I'm really excited about that. There's some, some really great stuff in there that uh, I think is really going to help a lot of organizations. And so uh, that, that's the things that I'm really excited about. And uh, for our listeners out there, you can also subscribe to the video blogs that I'm doing, which is also focused on building uh, thriving teams at timbartlett.me. That's timbartlett.me. And yeah, lots of good stuff, guys. Well, hey, listen, so um, I remember uh, many years ago when I really first started leading teams and uh, I, I, maybe you guys experienced this too, but I remember kind of stepping into that leadership role for the first time and thinking, man, like I've got to be the man. Like I've got to know everything. I've got to make you know, all the right decisions. I can't possibly ask for help because if I do, it's like a sign of weakness or something like that. I mean, I really thought that leading meant making all the decisions and making sure I had all the right solutions and, you know, just giving the, the perfect clear direction every time. Uh, but I, I learned, uh, I had to learn rather quickly actually that that wasn't the case. Um, you know, making decisions and coming up with, you know, all the right answers and giving clear direction, those things are definitely good uh, and helpful for managing, but not necessarily for leading. Uh, I learned this lesson uh, a long time ago, and I worked for a great leader who taught me th- this and, and kind of articulated in this way, that, that good leaders have a desire to listen, to learn, and to lead. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. The, the title of this episode is Listen, Learn, and Lead. Um, and, and really uh, what I kind of want us to explore a little bit is this idea of, of listening and just how powerful that is for leaders to do. Um, you know, look, a lot of times in our organizations, our teams um, will have the solution. So they'll have the insight that can be so helpful to us as leaders. Uh, especially with larger organizations, you know, you have uh, maybe employees or other team members that are sort of at the ground level, um, you know, doing the work or they're sort of in the trenches, um, you know, as it said. And, and so a lot of times they have uh, a knowledge or an understanding that those of us in leadership may not have just because of, um, you know, just the distance we have maybe from some of those things. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that it's, that I've, I mean, I've learned, I don't think this, I, I know that it's so important to, to listen to your teams. And if we don't listen or if we stop listening, 
uh, often our teams will stop talking and they'll stop engaging, um, especially if they just feel like, you know, what they have to offer is just going to fall in deaf ears. And, and the last thing I'll say about listening is that um, for those of you who maybe kind of mentally get this already, uh, you know, that it's important to listen, you, you absolutely have to act on what you hear from your team uh, in order to actually build trust. Because if you don't, and you say that you want to listen, but you don't ever act on it, or you don't sort of actively pursue it, uh, your team is probably not going to really believe it, or they're really not going to engage in it. And so those are the things that we're going to explore a little bit today. But I want to ask you guys, and and Stephen, we'll start with you. Um, You know, You've led in a lot of different environments. Is there an example that you can think of where, you know, you listen to your team instead of just making a decision on your own? And and if so, what what was the the outcome of that? Yeah. So um, one of the uh, earliest examples of this is when I first started um, a uh, an organization called Intrinsic. It was a, a social good organization that helped to. Uh, uh, help people uh, in poverty around the world. And so when I first started, we had um, interns that I would work with. And, you know, these were college students. And and uh, to get the company started, we did a lot of uh, booths at different, you know, fairs and whatnot to try to sell our products. And these were products made by people overseas to help them um, uh, provide an income for them. And so when we would go to these fairs, you know, the typical setup is you have your table and you have, you know, your products there. And you kind of just stand there. And as people pass by, you know, you and they have interest you talk to them and you try to sell them their product and we did this for a while and then uh, we got this we went, entered a fair in the El Los Angeles Art Walk um, which is you know a huge venue and uh, one of my interns uh, on the team re- suggested that we kind of do this interesting thing where we have like this uh, this huge paper uh, on like an easel board and we write the question, hey, you know, what are some of the dreams that you have? And we would provide markers and that people would go up and, you know, write down their own dreams. And I thought, like, okay, you know, that's that's a nice, cute idea. You know, it's not going to really do anything, but I'm sure it'll be fun. And, you know, I didn't want to, like, you know, shut anything down. I really want to encourage people to have ideas. Um, I kind of doubted it because, like, okay, it's going to require a lot more setup. It's, you know, a lot more work. But we ended up doing it anyways. And, oh, my gosh, it was the most incredible hit in the world. Um, we were by far the most popular vendor in that scene. Um, crowds came around our table just to write down, like, their dreams on this piece of paper. And I bought an entire roll of butcher paper, and we used the whole thing up because the butcher paper, like, sprawled all the way across the floor as people were, like, writing on it. People were, like, waiting in line. Uh, There's like, a long line for a booth just so that they could write their dreams down. And uh, people were taking pictures and posting it on like social media. And it was incredible. I, I, I never knew it would attract so many people. And I am so glad that I listened to, you know, this sophomore college student who just had this idea. Man, that's, that is a great example. That, that's awesome. Corey, for you, man, you've you've started a lot of businesses. You've you used to work in operations for for other businesses as well. Uh, how about for you? Can you think of a time where you know you, you listen to your team instead of making a decision on your own? And and what was the outcome of that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And a- actually, it goes back to an, an online business that uh, we created called tdojo.com. And so, a- as we were putting this together conceptually. Um, what we ended up doing, because look, I, I know that 
obviously my creativity is limited and my partner's creativity is limited. So what we ended up doing was having sort of these brainstorming sessions where we invited, um, you know, select friends or acquaintances, connections that we had to, to come together. And we sort of presented this idea to them. And it was all about getting feedback, all about, okay, does this make sense to you? Um, is this something that you would be interested in? And we ended up doing that with two different groups because we we just loved the interaction from the first group so much. And I can tell you that the the product that ended up being developed out of that or coming out of that was was quite a bit different than what it would have been had we not done that. And so just to get the that input and the the voice of other people and now this wasn't necessarily our team within the business, but it was getting other input put and it's a it's a classic example of a team that works together for a common good can really, you know, put something great out there. Man, yeah, I love that and I think that's a great example of just um you know I love what you said about how, you know, we have individually, we have sort of a a limited amount of, of, uh, you know, creativity or perspective. Um, and it, as great as it is, I mean, it's not limited in the sense that we have very little. I think we all have a lot, but it, there is a limit to it. And I think maybe even more than creativity perspective and getting insight from other people can can definitely help us identify things that we couldn't have seen ourselves. Um, I remember when, uh, you know, I was still in retail and, you know, we were really focused on, um, you know, um, improving our, our, our customer satisfaction just across the board. And, you know, we had some high minds that were all sort of working on, okay, you know, what can we do to improve this? And, and there was a lot of, you know, ideas and strategy out there, but, you know, the more that we started to actually ask our teams, uh, you know, the, the line level employees that were out there interacting with customers, uh, on a frequent basis, the more insight we got because they, they actually were, um, a, a direct pipeline to what you know customers were feeling and the feedback that they were giving, and so um, I know that that was huge for us and in, in developing our own strategies to improve customer service, which had a huge impact um, on, on our entire company actually, and, and it proved to be to, to be uh, really, really, really beneficial. Um, but what? Why is it? I mean, I think. I think maybe any of us can think of times where like, of course, like we, we've had these great outcomes, but I'll, I'll throw it to you guys and Corey, um, you know, we'll, we'll start with you, but you know, why, why is it that, that so often we don't do this as leaders? Like, why do you think it is that we sometimes either forget or just refuse or whatever to really listen and learn from, uh, from others, even, you know, whether they're, uh, team members in our organization or other people. Yeah. So there's two things that I can think of and one, I'll just get out of the way real quick. And I, I think pride often comes into it where we, we just, you know, we are in a leader position, leadership position. We think we're there for a reason. And so we don't accept input. So there's that. But then I think also the, the reason that, that often we don't, we don't really invest in our teams the way we should is because it's hard work because it, it takes time and effort. And it's, 
to, to me, it's really being a leader is really like being a, a, a puzzle master of trying to put this puzzle together because I, I think each individual is so important and their voice is so important. And as a leader, you have to let that individual know just that. Like, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know how you operate. I want to know what your voice is. And then you multiply that by everybody on your team. And it could just, it can seem like this overwhelming task, but the, the problem is when we don't do that, when we don't take the time to get to know people individually and what their strengths are, it's like we're trying to jam puzzle pieces together and, and really it, it just doesn't work. And so I think those are two of the, the big reasons why leaders don't really take the time and effort to do it. It, it, can, be, it can be difficult, extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah. It, pride, definitely. And just the, the, sh- the sheer work that might be involved with it. Yeah, that that's good, man. Stephen, what about you? What have, what have you experienced either for yourself or what you've seen in the leaders as, as why we, we don't do this more? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest reasons is, uh, Corey kind of uh, mentioned this a little bit too, but just thinking about like the amount of work that has to be done. um, And and also it it, it amounts to a trust issue with your teams too. So for for example, when I, you know, as a leader kind of hear requests and different ideas, I mean, I, a lot of times, like, I think they're great ideas, but then I think, okay, I'm going to have to do this, so I don't have the time or energy to do this. Um, now, obviously, the other option is to then say to your team, like, hey, why don't you take this on? But then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, do I trust my team enough to, like, carry out this idea, even though it's their idea? So, so I think it's, it's really being able to, to have trust and confidence in your team, which I think a lot of leaders may not have. Um, fully developed, uh, and that can, yeah, really just hinder, you know, both their how, how they receive the feedback, and then their, you know, ability and willingness to entrust the, their team with that idea. Man, that is such a great point, and and you're right. Corey kind of alluded this too about just how important it is to develop your team, and if you don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in your team, then you're probably less likely to listen to them. Uh, which I think exposes, you know, perhaps another another gap in either your leadership or in your organization if there isn't, you know, uh, a right the right level of of focus or intentionality on how you're developing your team. Uh, that's man, that's a great call. I, I know that I've I've experienced that to some degree, and I think another one for me that I kind of alluded to when I started this conversation is. Um, yeah, some of it's pride. I think some of it actually comes from a place of insecurity too. Uh, you know, when you're sort of leading teams and, and you're fairly new at it, or for me, I was, I was much younger than the, uh, employees that I was in charge of. And I remember just feeling like, man, I've got to constantly, you know, prove myself. Um, and it, so it was out of insecurity that I didn't necessarily think to actively ask or listen, uh, to my team, which, you know, in hindsight is very counterintuitive actually, but at the time it was definitely something that, um, it was, it was a gap that I had it, that I had to learn over, you know, over time. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's so important that regardless of where you're at in your leadership, that, you know, you, you always are thinking about, um, 
you know, the fact that you have a team that is there and they're working alongside you. And it's so important to, to listen and, and not just to, to be like, have an ear open, but to pursue like that feedback, to pursue their insight, uh, and their thoughts on things. Um, because it, it plays such a huge role in engagement, uh, all of us and engagement is, is such an overused term in leadership and, you know, organizational develop, like de- development. And I know that, um, but it, everybody, everybody knows and agrees, like we want to have it, but sometimes we don't necessarily, uh, you know, do the right things to, um, encourage that level of engagement. And I think actively listening is a big part of that. Um, and, and Steven, I love what you talked about too, with like, well, Hey, if I, if I actually, you know, sort of invite all this information or all this insight from my team, and then it's like, man, is that going to create a lot of work for me? I think that's, that's something that a lot of people face. I think that's a really good call out. And so, you know, I think there are, are ways to do that strategically. Um, and I think it's important that, uh, you know, you have, um, some clear focuses, some clear priorities, uh, you know, in, in mind as you, uh, solicit, you know, feedback from your teams. Um, everything, you know, should be sort of aligning with your, your vision and your mission, which I think will help sort of minimize all the, the peripheral data perhaps. Um, but you know, I, I was, uh, been working on this idea of organizational intelligence too, and it's in a, a, a blog post that I, I just posted. and And what we t- uh, in this post, I, I'm talking a lot about just the the role that culture plays, and and how much we rely on a, a culture of engagement, and we need our 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 team members to 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 be fully committed to what we're doing. And when we uh, you know, don't listen or we don't actually even ask, um, it, it typically has such a detrimental effect on our team's ability or their desire to engage. Um, for you guys, uh, you know, have you, can you think about times where you've, you know, been around leaders that just, just didn't do this or didn't really seem interested in what the team had to say or what the team, you know, could contribute. And, and if so, like how, how did you see that impact the organization you were in? Corey, why don't you go first? Yeah, I've, I've absolutely uh, been in that situation for sure. And really what, what happens is it, like Steven mentioned that trust is such a big thing and that's probably going to be an ongoing theme, but there would be a meeting with the supervisor and and team members would sort of give input or it would be one-on-ones and, you know, there would be a conversation and dialogue. And it seems like the, the leader, the, the person in that position of leadership is listening and nodding their head, making notes and all that. But you know what? The, the true um, evidence lies in their actions on, on what happens after that. And so, you know, meeting with this leader over and over again. And, and it seems like they heard me, but nope, nothing would change. Nothing at all would change. And as a matter of fact, there would be meetings that would, would be open voice where you can say anything you needed to say and your immediate boss wasn't there. It was like a a district supervisor. They have some word for it. I forget what it is, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, those conversations and, and then all of a sudden it would get back to your 
immediate boss or, or leader. And so it's like all this trust has been broken down. There's no evidence that anybody's actually listening to the conversation and, and no change. And so for me, it's, uh, and it wasn't just me, it was the entire team really. And that just like debilitated the team. Nobody was energized and people just stopped giving feedback. People stopped sharing their voice at that point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a, a really unfortunate example. I mean, it, but I think a very true one that, that I've definitely seen as well. Steven, how about you, man? Yeah, I feel like I'm never heard on this team. I mean, I voice my opinion again and again, and just no one pays <laughs> attention to me. No, this is a great team. But in the past, um, one of the, uh, the most uh, kind of like difficult things is like when you're leader doesn't even present the opportunity for feedback, you know, and so you have to actually go forward and, you know, like make the appointments, schedule like the meeting times to say like, hey, this is what I actually, you know, think. And or if they like listen to it, you know, uh, like Corey said, they don't actually act on it. It's kind of just, you know, hey, it's nice that you voice your opinion, but that's all it is. That's an opinion. And, And the result of that is, um, it's a few things. One, you get just super demotivated. Um, you know, you don't, you feel like you're just, you know, there to work and you don't really, you're not really a part of the, the team at all. And the result of that is actually a decline in work and productivity because I know like I just then end up doing the bare minimum. And that's what a lot of people do is like when they don't have a, kind of like a, you know, a stake in it, so they don't have like their, uh, their part to contribute, then people are just going to do the bare minimum of what's required of them. And they're not going to like bring anything else up. They're not going to pour any more of themselves into it. And so the leader loses out, the team loses out as a whole. And the organization, you know, isn't as great as it could be uh, when, when a leader doesn't present the opportunity for uh, people to give input into their team. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's such a great, great example. And it's a great point, dude. I, I know for me, um, and really the example I can think of is actually myself. And I'm ashamed to say this, but like I said, I, I had to learn this lesson. So before I learned it, um, you know, I was one of those leaders that that didn't really listen to their team. And it it wasn't uh, so much that I, I didn't want to hear from them, but I didn't actively pursue their input. And it's because I assumed, I assumed that, you know, like they just didn't care that much or, you know, I already sort of made a judgment that they weren't engaged. And so I, I didn't really think like, oh, I really want to ask, you know, this team. And, and it was, it was a huge misstep on my part um, because it, it's kind of like, um, it's sort of the chicken and the egg. It's like if I if I uh, saw a team is not engaged and and so then I, I just didn't I didn't engage them. It's like well then I'm probably the reason why they were not engaged in the first place. And it took a a, a really um, you know brave outspoken uh, employee to to kind of help me see the light. And uh, it was amazing how it started to turn around once I started to actually ask the team more and, and, and show a, a genuine desire to listen that all of a sudden, amazingly, their, their engagement level started to increase. And, you know, all the assumptions that I had were, were false. They were, they were untrue. And, um, you know, I was proven wrong and it was the best thing that could have happened to me. And it, it turned out to be, you know, a great thing for our business as well. So definitely have experienced that firsthand. Um, 
yeah, look, you guys have covered some really, really great points. You know, when we, we want our teams to feel engaged, uh, we want them to feel empowered, then we as leaders have to show a desire to listen to them. And then to establish that trust, which is something both you, Corey, and you, Stephen, both mentioned, to establish that trust, we, we actually have to act on it. We have to not just be there to hear it, but actually show that we want to use the, um, the information or the feedback that they provide. Uh, and so acting on, our, on what we hear is, is a, a crucial way um, to promote this going forward. And, and, when you're, and when you do that, your team starts to build more trust in you. And likewise, you start to build more trust in your team. And, and it's amazing how sort of the, the chains start to fall off and, and people start to operate much more optimally when there's a high level of trust. I think that's such a key aspect of a, uh, a healthy team culture is when there's a high level of trust between um, all levels, between um, team members and their leaders. So some great insight, you guys. I, I love I love those examples. And, um, you know, the three of us have all these great backgrounds and diverse backgrounds where we've been in leadership and we've um, worked for other leaders where we've experienced this. But it, it's awesome to see how we've you know, started to, to learn from these experiences. And, and, uh, as a team together, we definitely, uh, you know, um, get, we make ourselves better when we, um, really listen to each other. And I know that, uh, so many of our leaders listening today, um, have experienced that as well. So my encouragement to all of you listening is to truly desire to listen. Cause when you do, you listen to your teams, you're going to learn so much more and then it's going to equip you to lead. So listen, learn and lead. Hey, I want to do a quick around the horn uh, with each of us and just to provide one like method or one way that you can actively listen to your team. Uh, Steven, do you, do you have a method that you use? Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to, I like to definitely do is schedule intentionally schedule in one-on-ones with people and i think that's huge because some people will say you know give opinions that uh, in a one-on-one situation that they may not necessarily give in a group setting and and having that one-on-one really just helps people to to feel like they're valued um to know that you know, you really care about that. And I, I kind of try to have that in a rotation, you know, so, so obviously, you know, you won't be able to, to meet with everyone every single day, but maybe if you, you know, schedule one meeting a week uh, with a different person and just con- continue, you know, going, going around the rounds where you're just asking for their feedback in a one-on-one situation, I think is really going to help you out. Nice. I love that. Corey, how about you? What's a, what's a tactic or a method that you use to, to really engage your team with listening? Yeah. And it's, it's probably not all that different from Stevens, but, um, I, I consistency with bringing people in and having those conversations. But I also think it's vital to have conversations that have nothing to do with the task at hand or the job or the business, but get to know people on a personal level. Um, and then follow up on those conversations. I, I think that really builds that, that trust that we've talked about so much. And it lets people know that, that you are listening to them and that you do care. 
Man, that's a great call. Uh, people want to be known, right? They want to be understood, and they want to know that their leaders actually care about them as a person. And man, that does a, a great deal for building trust. So that that's a great, great idea. And the only thing I'll add, besides you know making sure that you like schedule times to be intentional with your teams, like one on one. I would say this too that whether it's one on one or if you're meeting with a group. Um, to actually uh, tell them when you're going to follow up. And so one of the things that I learned early on was um, to actually schedule um, a follow-up time where I would circle back with that individual or that team and let them know what I am doing or what I have done with you know the insight or the, the solutions or whatever it is, the feedback that they've provided. Um, and, and that has done a, a a really great job as well of, of just continuing to engage that team and for them to know and trust that uh, this isn't just an exercise. I'm not just saying that I, I care, but I'm actually following up like you talked about, Corey, but communicating when I'll follow up. So they, they know what to expect as well. And I think that's been really helpful. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Well, hey, I want to uh, I want to break into our our next segment. Um, you know, everybody's favorite segment: the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got a gun, Polity, or will you use mine? The good, the bad, and the ugly. For this episode is that if you implement these things that that really that we've been talking about in the title if you have a desire to to listen to learn and to lead you will absolutely transform your team and on top of that it, you're gonna find that you're transforming as well so that's the good cool and the bad is definitely arrogance um, arrogance can uh, just hurt you in a lot of ways, but especially in a team environment, it can prevent you from really listening to your team and benefiting from their input. Yeah, man, that's a great call. And the ugly uh, clearly is the fact that we talk about all these things, yet Steven, who is a vital member of our team, doesn't feel like he's hurt at all. Uh, so yeah, so the ugly is, you know, don't don't just say these things, but you gotta actually live them out. So Steven, um, Corey's gonna work on that. He's gonna listen to you more in the future. Wait. It- Steven, right. Steven's on this call. <laughs> exactly. Oh, hey, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks, you guys. And, and thanks for all of you listening. Uh, this is the Change Element Podcast Show. Uh, we want to encourage you to get out there, listen, learn, and lead your teams. This is Tim Bartlett. I am Corey Damon. This is Steven Ma. All righty. This was Element 12. You can find this episode and all of the show notes by going to thechangeelement.com slash 012. Hopefully you got a ton out of this episode. We learned that we need to open up our mind and our ears. It's so important to leading teams and being the type of leader that's worth following. If this podcast was valuable to you, then would you go on to iTunes and leave us a review? That review is certainly going to help us get the the word out to other people that are looking for this type of podcast. So we appreciate your time. We appreciate your help. And don't forget, you can always connect with us on social media. Just search for The Change Element and let's start a conversation. Until next time, let's ignite and transform humanity. (laughs) 